It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener. And taking a break from hockey is Matt Lachlan, because after all, he's the host of Pirate Talk, the podcast for Seton Hall basketball. Uh, Matt, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Steve. It's been a while getting back into it. Um, been a while that you've been on the show. Uh, Johnny and I wrapped up last year, but we got... A new year here, and as we know, when we turn to January, Matt, then it's heating up in conference play here. Certainly has for Rutgers. They had a very good week. It could have been great. Fell short of that, but we need to go back to the Purdue win at Mackey Arena, which was just a huge win for Rutgers, Matt. I mean, anytime you can knock off the number one team in the country at their place, that's just huge. They did it with defense. Um you know, outlasted Purdue in the second half. It was one of those games where you thought it can go anywhere. You know, it could go either way at the end there. Rutgers got the bounce this time. Paul Mulcahy, I mean, if he can play every game the way he played that game against Purdue, you know, Rutgers is going to be a tough out. Um, he had an excellent game. A Cam Spencer with a huge three-point shot there at the end, and they pulled out the win. Then, you know, you, they have Maryland at home and they, you know, that's, you know, set up for a letdown, right? But uh, Rutgers, again, stifling defense. Again, the offense hit or miss, but uh, they had enough. They win that game. And then Iowa comes to town and that was, uh, uh, Iowa's can score. And his is where Rutgers um, show some weaknesses here because it, here's the thing, if Rutgers, if you, Rutgers plays excellent defense. They didn't against Iowa, unfortunately. Uh, but for the most part this year, they've been really good. But uh, Rutgers has to play excellent defense. The other team doesn't necessarily necessarily have to play great defense because Iowa's not a great uh, a defensive team. They actually had a pretty good afternoon. But Rutgers will make enough mistakes there. And it's the whole, I've been saying this, Matt, and Brian, don't, don't blue in the face for years now. I mean, and this has been the stamp that that Pikel's put on the program. They got an excellent defensive team, but they struggle scoring. And um, oftentimes, they're very sloppy. They don't finish well. They, they're very sloppy around the basket. And here was in a, a situation where Paul Mulcahy had two really effective games against Purdue and Maryland and then went back to, he's a sink guy. He went back to not even, you know, Throwing the ball up and it's hitting the bottom of the rim. I mean, just completely out of sync, both passing and um, and shooting, missing the chippies in the lane, those kind of things. So when he's out of sync and struggles, you know, Rutgers seems to struggle too. And I know you've said this before, Matt, that kind of Rutgers goes the way Paul Mulcahy goes. And I think that we saw that this week. For sure. I mean, he is a heart and soul guy. Uh, he adds an X element even though lately Amori's not done what's been expected, you kind of knew what you would get out of him. Uh, you know, Caleb McConnell would be a shutdown guy. So, yeah, you would think that Mulcahy is kind of the difference maker. You know, the shame of Sunday's loss is not so much that it just slowed the momentum down. It probably would have propelled them into the top 25. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in that category also getting votes, which is good. But off the Purdue win and the – Maryland win, had they won at home on Sunday, they probably would have been in the top 25, which which would have been a nice thing to see. 
Yes, and uh, yeah, and they pretty much uh, assured that they wouldn't be after that loss. But uh, you know, Iowa is uh, uh, you know, look, uh, give uh, give McCaffrey, head coach for Iowa, uh, credit. I mean, he scouted that or their scouting team, man. They had Rutgers scout it, and they were ready for them. And uh, you know, Rutgers just didn't have any answers. Again, they struggled uh, scoring. I mean, they got sixty-five, but in the off, you know, listen. You can't give up 70. The Rutgers can't give up 76 points and win. By the way, the last three games, look at the last three games, okay? They score 64 against Purdue. I'm sorry, 65 against Purdue, just one point better than Purdue. Then they score 64 against uh, Maryland. And what do they score in the loss to Iowa? 65. I mean, this is what they're putting out. So if that defense has an off night, and Iowa is a very good, Iowa's always got a very good offense. You let... You know, they got guys that uh, that Peyton Stanford, you know, it's career high, 22 points. Uh, 0-19 before that, okay? And then, you know, Chris Murray's going to get his points. I don't mind him killing you. And, um, you know, this Philip Rabraka uh, from uh, Serbia. I mean, you know, listen, you know, six foot nine, but your boy, he, uh, he uh, out, outdid Cliff. Cliff Amori, who... They got to get Cliff Amore going. I mean, if you're, you know, averaging single digits, uh, you know, scoring and rebounds, you know, over the last three games, even though they went two and one, they really need to get him going. And I know, Matt, I was chirping about, you know, the, all the NBA dreams, and I think he's an, an amazing talent. But on the offensive end, he still has to develop that. There's still a long way to go there. He is hitting his foul shots. Um you know, he's a big, he's a big guy. He's athletic as can be, but there's a lot of work there and uh, they really need to get him going. He's really important too. I mean, Mulcahy, as we said, is, but, uh, but Omori, uh, Matt, is, is, is crucial too. Yeah. Well, from the second half of the Purdue game, he came out really strong in that game, but the second half on, he hasn't done much. Um, so the last two and a half games, he's, not been a factor and, and they won't go too far w- without him. I mean, again, the shame of it on Sunday is not only that they lost at home where it's not that you should never lose at home, but it's such an advantage for Rutgers and they, they lost yeah. and it's not a vintage Iowa team. They can score points. I think, you know, they scored 83 or something like that against Seton Hall earlier in the year. So they can put up points, but if you look at them, they're not a vintage Iowa team. Mm-hmm. They've got losses sprinkled all over their schedule, they're below 500 in the conference. Uh, you know, yeah. It's just not a, a vintage team. Now, they've got the issues with, uh, you know, McCaffrey's son who just left the team mm-hmm. for mental health issues. And you don't know how that winds up affecting a team. It didn't affect them Sunday. And, you know, I know you know this, but uh, he was praiseworthy of Rutgers in this regard and that the entire team had sent a card. Yeah. to the Class. Iowa team saying we're in this together. And, and then Pat Hobbs came by and, and, and said some words uh, to uh, to Fran. So, you know, first class all the way, but you, you just don't know what other, what, how that affect has affected Iowa this year. Point is they are not what they've been in the past right. and it would have been nice to get the W. Yeah. 10 and six. Yeah. They, they certainly aren't, but uh, you know, they're, they're, you see these teams all, okay. They struggle a little bit and then they have a big surge at the end. And these, these, uh, these blue blood uh, Big Ten um, programs, and I was certainly one of them. So you can never well, count. Well, they're going to eat their own, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what a big conference does. Yeah. So well. it's it's not surprising in a way that Iowa was able to come in. Just that it was at home. You know, Rutgers 
is so good at home. Yeah. You want to protect that. Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking, now they're on the road. They got to go to Chicago. They got to go to Evanston and play Northwestern. Oh, by the way, it just beat Indiana. Okay. Yeah. They beat Michigan State at Michigan State. They got to win at home against Illinois. Uh, they're at the top of the Big Ten right now, the standings, and and looking like a, a very very tough team here. And so this isn't the gimme that you that you want Northwestern to be. They well, they're never the gimme, but still, maybe one of the uh, the teams that's on the lower end of the Big Ten. But that's not the case right now. So they've got to go out there. That's going to be a tough game for them. And I got to tell you, Matt, you know they got 15 games left. They, they got to be eight and seven. They got to be, you know, above 500. I don't know if seven and eight does it. Six and nine certainly doesn't do it. So there's never any guarantee. And you got a team that's looking very good here, very strong defensive team, one of the best in the nation if you look at uh, um, uh, Ken Palm, you know. But um, on the same time, you have to score. They have to, they miss so many layups. I know we've talked about this, you know, and this is nothing new. This is over the years just being, um, you know, uh, not finishing, um, really sloppy around the basket. And that is continuing. Um, they are just really out of sync um, against Iowa. I mean, even, you know, trying to, you know, pass into uh, Omori for an alley-oop. They were missing. It was too high. It was too low. Um, it was just, they were really out of sync and um, couldn't couldn't put it together. And they just can't have many, too many nights like that. They've got to, I think, be you know, eight and seven, you know, seven and eight is the worst in the, the rest of the way here, or they're going to be a very good NIT team, frankly, because um, that uh, it's, you know, like you said, uh, these, these good conferences eat their own. We see it in the big East as well. And um, well, and you know what? I mean, you can't also have a resume that includes you know, a weaker beginning of the season schedule. That's something that Peichel's done. Apparently, he's, he's going to change the beginning next year. So that hurts them, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. They, they have a little pressure on them. I, I think you're being a little harsh about an NIT team. They've got to do it on the floor. Right. But I think that they do have some offensive issues to figure out. I mean, they couldn't solve Iowa's zone. I don't know if they're really a good out, outside shooting team. Uh, they've got some good outside shooters, but I don't know if in general they're a good outside shooting team. Um, yeah. So uh, that, that obviously hamstrung them. Right. And uh, I'll tell you, Cam Spencer uh, has been... Um, He's a good shooter. He, he is. And, you know, is there some concern there once uh, once they got it, uh, once they the uptick in, um, in the competition, because he started out very strong, you thought, okay, can he, can he, you know, can he hang, you know, coming from Tulane, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Loyola, can he hang? It's a big shot against Purdue. Yeah, I certainly did. He had a huge shot against him. And he absolutely can. He's, a, he's, a, he's showing that and, and he's playing much better as of late. And, and, uh, and by the way, and he doesn't miss his foul shots. I think he's shooting like, I mean, he's, I think he's missed like one or two foul shots all, all season shooting in the nineties there when, when's the last time you've seen a Rutgers player in the nineties from the stripe. So, and, and let me make this clear. Also, I'm not suggesting that they're an NIT team. I'm just saying that there's no guarantees. They're a tournament team, but again, you know, there's no guarantees. And if you, and you've got to earn it, you've got to earn it in a very tough conference. So if you don't bring it every night, all of a sudden you find yourself in that situation where you're on the bubble again. And, yeah. um, 
When you it shouldn't s- hurt them too much, though, the loss in terms of NCAA. No, I know. But what, as you pointed out, you know, you want to get that home win, you know, because and by the way, they gave away a home game because they're playing at the Garden against uh, Michigan State. So mm-hmm. and they got them in on e- a run. They've won six straight. Yeah. And they've got East and they got him in East Lansing. So they beat up Michigan State last year at the rack. And so now um, it's 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 it you know that's not you want to say okay yeah Michigan's traveling further but you know they're all fired up to play at the Garden it becomes a def- it's a neutral site man I mean to to call it a Rutgers home game I don't know you can't do that so I mean you know I and I get it you know the exposure and profile of the Big Ten and and the league and and Rutgers you want all that I can understand why Pat Hobbs goes for that. And maybe didn't have a choice. I don't know what the decision-making was of it all, but they're not at the rack and that's big. And they're not at home there for that. Um, So like I said, I mean, they're absolutely a tournament team, uh, but they, they got to go out and earn it. And um, you know, like I said, 15 games left and all conference games and uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, Let's turn over to uh, Seton Hall real quick. Shout out to uh, LG insurance, great company. And, uh, Take care of all your uh, insurance needs, both commercial and retail. They're in uh, New Jersey. They're statewide offices in Long Branch. Just search LG Insurance. Aaron's team will uh, will take care of you and any insurance needs that you have. Uh, let's turn to Seton Hall, Matt. A little bit of a struggle in the Big East to start out. I mean, it's been better lately. Uh, they blew out Butler, which is nice. Um, and, uh, and they've got to win against St. John's, but, uh, struggled against Marquette, struggled against Creighton. Uh, they've been, um, you know, nine and at nine and eight, um, you probably want to see, um, uh, see them really pick it up, uh, moving forward in the conference, Matt, or, um, you know, it's going to be difficult to, to make the tournament. Yeah. I don't think they're a tournament team right now. They're an NIT team. Quite frankly, now anything can happen. They played a subpar Butler team and blew them out on Saturday night, and they looked as good as they've looked in a long time. They were horrendous against Creighton. It was a ten-eight game, eight minutes in, and in a ten-minute stretch, yeah. it became a twenty-one point, twenty-point deficit, and the game was over. They had no response. They came out flat, so they were challenged. And to their credit, they came out and played a really strong game on both ends of the floor. They rebounded, they defended, they moved the ball. They had more assists than turnovers, which has been a rarity for Seton Hall this year. So it was an impressive performance. That being said, it only put them a game over 500, and there's more that they need to do. Now, they should win the next two. They have Georgetown and DePaul, Georgetown on Tuesday, tomorrow, as we record this. And And then Saturday, they play at DePaul. Both games are on the road, but Georgetown's horrendous. DePaul has historically given Deaton Hall a little bit of a run for its money, but these two wins have got to be in the the, uh, Hall's back pocket. So then that puts them at 500, and then you see where it takes you from there. But, you know, it's not going to be easy. Uh, I, I just don't. I just don't see this as an NCAA team. You know, Tyrese Samuelson. I love the optimism of youth. After the game on Saturday, he was asked, "You know, what's up for this team? What's what's the ceiling?" He said, "We can be a Final Four team if we play this way. We have the experience and we have the depth. Maybe a little exciting. Uh, excited by the win, 
over Butler and a great performance that he had that night. But uh, I, I think at this point they're trending in IT. Yeah, and look, they you know, yes, it's a way, but yeah, Georgetown and DePaul got a nice shot there because then you come home the following week and you got UConn and Marquette. But it kind of sets up nice. Rather have Georgetown and DePaul on the road and the two big guys at, uh, at uh, the Rocks. So, I mean, here's an opportunity. Now you get some confidence with a couple wins against these guys. And then, you know, Georgetown's, all, like you said, has been awful. And, uh, you know, DePaul has been just okay. So, again, you, these should, those, these are two games that they should win. And then, uh, you know, maybe you build a little confidence going home to uh, maybe knock off UConn at the Rock, which would be really exciting. And almost impossible, quite frankly. I mean, UConn is one of the premier teams in the country. It would take a monumental effort to upset mm-hmm. them. They have no, they have nobody in the middle, really. Even if Alexis Yetna comes back, he's going to be rusty, and there's no signs that he's coming back or will be back in time for that game. So, you know, you play the game for a reason, but it would be a massive upset if they were to defeat UConn. Regardless of the fact that it's at Prudential Center, UConn's fans travel well, and there'll be a lot of Husky faithful in the crowd. They can beat Marquette. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. That's a winnable game at Prudential Center, despite the result uh, in Milwaukee. Marquette's good. They got into the top 25 this week, and they are one of the surprise teams of the conference. But I think Seton Hall can play with them. They might be, they might be able to pull that, but the key is to win these next two games and then win the games you're supposed to get, you know, get Butler and Indy, get St. John's right. on the road, get the Paul when they come to Prudential center. And talk about a guy who makes them tick. I mean, Tyree Samuel, I mean, 19 points, right. Against uh, Butler. I had a big game against St. John's, but when he disappears, boy, uh, there's trouble. And Kadari Richmond's is, is very important too. Uh, Dawes has been playing better, um, uh, you know, so it seems like he's getting acclimated. Uh, and so it seems like they should get better, Matt, and then they should be more competitive. Uh, well, it's what you hope for, right, that that uh, your team improves. And um, and I, I would think uh, moving forward, it seems like Samuel is going to get it going. Well, the, the frustration for Seton Hall is that they've been so inconsistent. Kadari Richmond has played well the last five, six games or so overall. He is the straw that stirs the drink. He gets them going. He distributes. He can score. He's not a point guard, but he can distribute. Samuels has to stay out of uh, foul trouble. When he gets in trouble, you can't do anything on the bench. The last couple, he's been more involved. But I, I think the frustration... For me, and I think I speak for Seton Hall fans in this regard, is that Shaheen Holloway keeps saying, well, you know, we're a work in progress offensively. We're coming. Well, there's 17 games in, and I get it. It's a new group of players for the most part. It's a new coach. Uh, It's a team that suffered through some injuries. All that is true, but until Saturday night against Butler, I didn't see that crisp ball movement. I didn't see that five connected players out on the floor. Mm-hmm. So if they can play that way, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll be able to battle through some of the tougher Big East games and maybe even win one or two. Like I said, they could beat Marquette at home. Uh, you know, Villanova's banged up. They could beat them this year. They're, they're 
I won't say ripe for the taking, but they're not what they once were. So, you know, the Yukon, the Xavier, maybe the Creighton and Providence games are probably asking mm-hmm. a bit much, but they can battle with the other ones. But Samuel's got to stay out of foul trouble. He's got to he's got to play up to his potential. And you're right, Dawes has played better as the shot is falling. He he really tightened up his bench on Saturday, um, which is unusual for him. But he, he did tighten it up, but he didn't get a ton from from the bench. So. I don't know. It, it's it's confounding at times. Well, let me ask you, Matt, is it, is it way too early to be disappointed with Holloway? Were you expecting more? Or is, I mean, it is his first year, but, you know, after that run that he that he engineered with St. Peter's, did you think that he's like this magical guy that's going to come in and was just going to happen? No, I didn't. I am a little disappointed. Um, I, I thought that they, there would be a little more cohesion uh, I thought that they, they would be a little harder to play against, and at times they just don't play hard. For the most part, the effort's there, but there have been times when it's not. So that inconsistency is what surprised me. But no, I mean, they, they lost two big names. Mm-hmm. They really didn't bring in hugely uh, highly rated recruits. Again, new coach, new system, everybody's learning. I thought that it, that it would be a struggle I thought that they would, you know, go, they'd have some ups and downs, but they've been, there's been such a gap between the highs and the lows that that's kind of what surprised me. You know, that being said, could have, should have, would have, they could have beat Providence at home at the time. Everyone said, Oh my God, what a terrible loss. And it was because they had a shot, but now we see how good Providence is. Um, I, I just, I just, I expected a little bit more, but not dominance. Right. I thought this would be, a middling year uh, for Seton Hall, but possibly an NCAA tournament year if they played the way I thought they would defensively, but it, it just hasn't been there. Like I said, the, the, the inconsistency, you know, they could come out against Georgetown tomorrow and, you know, be down 10 to seven minutes in. You're like, you can't score. Like what's going on here? Like, it's just a, it's just an odd team. I'm just, not sure about the chemistry yet. And what's happened at Georgetown, Matt? My goodness. I mean, it's just been, it just, they're bad and have been for a while now. Well, they're afraid to make the move and that's fire an icon. Yeah. They have to fire Patrick Ewing. It's just, uh, and they don't seem to have the appetite to do so. And I get it for all that he's meant to the school. I think they've gotten caught sitting on their laurels. You know, we're Georgetown. They're not the it, it's not the Georgetown of the past. They don't have that literally big figure on the sideline in, in John Thompson. They have it in Patrick Ewing, but he's not larger than life as a coach. He's larger than life as a Hall of Fame player. So it's mm-hmm. not the same. The us against the world attitude doesn't seem to be there. Players have come in and out of that program. There's something wrong there, whatever it is. But it, it really starts with the head coach. They have to let him go. Right. And, you know, that's Georgetown. That's what they've got. You know, there's no other sports, man. It is. Well, there are. You know, but, I mean, yeah, basketball I mean, Most it. of the Big East, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. it, it's basketball. So right. That's so if you don't have that. that wags the dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have it. It's like, what's going on, guys? We're a basketball school. What's up? So, yeah. uh been, That's it. I mean, certainly, you know, Georgetown lacrosse has done well yeah. and track and field and all I those they, things. They, are, I think they have so good soccer but that, teams. But and in such, terms of yeah, 
the sport they're known for. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, it it's it's been a struggle. All right, yeah. well, we're back at it, Matt, and uh, we'll follow this through to March Madness for Steve Titchener, Matt Lachlan, our sponsor, LG Insurance. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. You can listen to this on Spotify, and you can listen to it on iTunes, a bunch of other directories that we're on, and SoundCloud, which is our feed. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter as well, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>